Alright, hello friends, welcome back. Bar is closed, thanks for keeping me accountable. And I appreciate the uh, ability to be able to sit here and, and do this self-work in a way that it, it gives me the momentum to come back to the microphone and to continue to put this out for whatever value it brings. And I can tell you just on my front right now, the value has been really immense. It's, you know, obviously, you know, self-evolution is challenging, challenging work, and you have to really commit to it. I mean, it's practically a full-time job in its own right. So I can see why it's hard to do in relationships when you're in a relationship and you're giving your all to somebody else. I can see why it's challenging to fit in when you're, you know, really in a busy workplace and constantly putting your energy into just trying to meet the performance criteria of your job. I can see why it's really difficult to integrate when you have children and you're navigating all the tasks and the time commitments to raising kids. And so in reality, right, like if you're all three of those things, then let's add, you know, the other things are you're in the middle of a breakup or you're in transition from one job to the next or you're moving into a new home. And there's a million reasons why I can see why we would put this off. And then there are, you know, whatever coping mechanisms and band-aids that we can get our hands on, legal or otherwise, that we then integrate and implement in our lives to get us through really what is, you know, might be considered in the majority of our lives for different big chapters of our lives, simply coping with our lives and just being thankful to be able to navigate it all and to rise to the occasion, right? Good, bad, and indifferent as to what you bring at that at that moment at that time and so i know even for myself in previous relationships and in earlier parts of my life you know i wasn't prepared to receive constructive feedback about my flaws not just due to my own damaged youth that i talk about but it just really also just in general like i had so much going on and so many balls being juggled in the air and so much that i was attending to that i thought gosh just being at this playing field just being at this level of the game is enough and any character flaws are not going to be addressed at this moment and those character flaws went on you know for decades after when i could have really reconciled them much earlier you know and also did a lot of damage you know in general across the board that it, really did maybe didn't have to happen again you know not addressing this as a regret but really more as a motive for why we would do this work for ourselves why we would step back and say how am i being a fraud how am i being an imposter how am i being a self-abuser how am i being self-loathing how am i sabotaging myself how am i not meeting my people halfway or more you know how am i really falling short according to my own higher self standards and so I stand here today, you know, maybe a year and a half in here from breakdown to breakthrough to what I'm now calling the integration chapter and season in my world here of going within and making a, a stern commitment to get a handle on why I behave the way I behave, why I have the agenda that I think is so important to me, where am I being a fraud and imposter in my life, where am I holding back emotionally, where am I withdrawing and not pushing through the fear of my life. Where am I fearful? You know, these things matter, and they matter immensely, and they make huge transitions in your life if you allow them. I know for myself, and first and foremost, just, you know, really, really getting a relationship with alcohol outside of abuse has been, you know, its own astounding experience here and all that, and that coming with other vices like the cigarettes, as I've mentioned, and things like that, like I feel like I have a, a real chance at life here, whereby maybe there were times in the middle of my spin where 
spin out, if you will, where I was kind of like, I might not ever get out of this. You know, this might be the way my show ends and begins and continues and live with it kind of thing. And I'm so glad that I made a personal choice not to have that be my destiny and not to have that be my story and not to have that be my future. Secondarily, you know, coming into this season, uh, I came in kind of crashing from a whole bunch of relationships that were in a disarray. And, you know, I do think that when you do this kind of work, it is important to quickly bring out your spiritual and emotional scissors and cut off anyone who feels like they're draining you or you're not equipped to be able to communicate appropriately to or, you know, anyone who's harmed you or cutting people out is a painful part of the process, but I think really ultimately necessary in order for you to then make a clear assessment and audit as to what those people mean to you in your life. You know, in my case, I think I made a lot of relationships mean more than they needed to be. And I think because of my own childhood wounds and just general fight or flight, egoistic driver's seat kind of mentality, you know, that I put a lot of unnecessary expectations on other people and I didn't accept them for where they were, which is really a big part of the program of life here is to, you know, accept people for where they are. And that includes yourself. And so that's a big breakthrough. And thankfully, I can say now here today, you know, that my it doesn't look so dark for me out there that some of those relationships that were, you know, really put at risk or put off or like they were never going to be able to heal and reconcile, they have. So I've had been able to be back in touch with my mom and I've been able to be back in touch with my sister and, you know, really excited about what's going on in her life now and get to share it from a kind of a new form of agreement and respect for each other and an integrity that we took for granted in the past. And so that's been cool to redesign relationship with my sister and to be able to navigate with her in a way that I can honor her more and she can honor me more and we can live into our best selves together and still be brother and sister and still keep it light when needed to and have fun and whatever. But that's been amazing. You know, the journey with my mom has been a little slower going, but that's appropriate for what we have going on for us. And But I'm really delighted to get to the point after even over a year, maybe now, outside of a few check-ins where we I really feel like we're present with each other and that we really have each other's best interests in mind and interested in designing something for our life and future going forward. You know, I've been able to really figure out and do the dance of kind of where I'm at with my grandmother on my mom's side and really open up to that more. And so I've got intimate relationships that, you know, were a part of all this that had come into question and gone through a lot of stress and mostly my doing. So I'm really thankful that those have really come back around and have had some sweet endings and new beginnings for that matter. If that's kind of how you look at it, right? So with the messy fallout, with the messy spill out, with the there is no perfect time to do this, with the collateral damage that was done, it's been worth it. And now I get to face these relationships from a much more authentic perspective and it's certainly a much more humble perspective and determine more of what I'm able to give people outside of just my charming self. What do I bring to the table and take my value a little bit more seriously, but also keep it real, right? So that's been a real treasure, an amazing opportunity as I started out this journey to say, I want my relationships to be more meaningful and I want to be able to show up for them more in a way that is more pure and, and true to my, my highest self, my, my most truest self, my inner being, my soul. So huge leaps and bounds there that I'm only just beginning to scratch the surface on. You know, I will say once again, as a big reminder, most of the stress that I go through now in all my sobriety and not having the drinks to go to on a day-to-day -day basis or several times a week or, you know, all this heavy cadence of drinking or escaping to my cigarette or whatever the things that I was doing to kind of run away from the life I was living 
in many cases and sometimes dive in more deeper to myself, I thought, and I'll cover that off a little bit differently in a way drinking made me want to push forward in my emotions. But what I've really come to understand is two really, really important pieces I needed to know in my life in order for me to move forward in a much more mature manner is, number one, my subconscious has been talking to me and rattling at me and in my ear and under under my breath for my entire life. And that has been at least as long as I could be of age to kind of navigate the world. And that little inner voice, our voices or however you look at them yet, but the, the kind of subconscious that kind of sticks with you, I was just really not as acutely aware of that as I thought. I'd done meditation in the past. I'd done spiritual work in the past. I've read books that kind of told me about this, but I can be a slow good getter and uh, I didn't get it all. And so, and you never do. I'm not saying I get it now, but just in general, one of the things that I really noticed even in, in my workflow is I was tackling some tasks at my job that I really was not you know, happy to be doing and they're not my favorite thing to do, quote unquote. And so they felt heavier and it felt like more of a burden and I, as I was doing them, I heard my voice out loud, you know, and it just basically says, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. And I had to stop and have a conversation with that particular inner voice and say, wait a minute, this is a gift that you're able to do this. This is amazing, the life you get to live and the freedoms that, you, that it affords you and the prospects of what you're able to continue to provide for your children and like all of these attitudes of gratitude just kind of overwhelmed this inner voice to the point where now I was able to just kind of turn the music up a little bit and perch up and have a better attitude and dive into it and get it done and feel good about my life by diffusing that inner voice that said this is not what I want to do and I I can recognize that inner voice more now in my past where you know, that was happening in situations where, even where I was drinking and I was, you know, wanting to be with the person I was wanting to be with and I wanted to be in that ambiance and I wanted to be in that attitude and I just came into it with a really great attitude. But then somewhere in the drinking and my subconscious taking over more so than I'm used to, it had an attitude of duality where maybe it was saying, I don't want to do this, you know, or there's something missing about this, or there's something that doesn't feel right about this, or there's... And so I was sending those mixed messages to other people unknowingly. And when things might maybe go left or go a little sour or something would come across negative, I'd be like, how could it have come across negative? I came into this whole evening with complete and utter, you know, elation that I get the opportunity to spend it with you people. And why would my drinking make that be any different? And you must be experiencing something that I'm not, is what I was pretty much <laughs> convinced of. And I can see now that obviously I was speaking through my tongue and it was speaking through my breath, as I should say, and just not completely centered amongst my own belief systems, my own sense of self, my own purpose, my own emotional capacity to be able to say, hmm, yeah, you know, you are in this environment, you are doing this, but you're also exhausted, you're stretched thin at work, you could have really just stay home and snuggle with your girlfriend or hang with your dog or take a walk or do other things, but you're here and you're in the moment and you're making it a moment, but that doesn't make it right for you at that moment. And your subconscious is telling you that whether it's right or wrong, it's giving you that message and you're sending mixed messages and there you have it. And that's, that sucks, right? I have a whole other podcast called Next Messages where I'm just really trying to figure out how that came about and why it happens and how I can remove it in my life and help others. So that's serendipitous that it comes across in this work too. But now I can stop and really reconcile more with my inner voice and understand why 
it is saying the things that it's saying and then renegotiate with it for one, but also now be more keen to understand that I, I have that inner child work that I need to do to go back and readdress where I took that feeling or that attitude or that resentment of what is happening, you know, that resentment really and try to get to the bottom of where that resentment got created and why I've applied it to so many different facets of my life as if I'm not living my best life, as if I'm not living into exactly what I want to be living into, which is what I do believe and what I am embodying. And I'm excited to know that that much is true for this core part of my being. But now, where do those you know demonic voices come in, if you will? There's darker places that come out and the shadow work that needs to be done to really say, okay, let's rewrite that script. Let's recognize that inner child. Let's, you know, bandage him up. Let's pat him on the back and let's get him back in the game here. And let's let that be a non-issue now in your life. Let's have the ability to navigate through those experiences and those moods and those feelings. And that's the last and second part I'll leave with this episode is the ability to regulate my nervous system now and know that that's what I'm doing and to feel the lulls and to feel the little waves of what could be considered some form of kind of depression and which part of that depression is coming from not eating or did I have some wine the night before and I'm actually still recovering from the kind of poison of that, right? You know, or am I in that kind of hangover stuff or is it because I'm procrastinating on certain things that I know I need to get done and I know there's a consequence if I don't, but I'm not doing them because they're feeling like a burden to me. And so I feel those waves come about my being as things that you know my nervous system wants to respond to and it's my responsibility to regulate that so that I can continue to stay consistent and continue to mature as a human being on managing what I've created in my life and doing it in a way that can be graceful and ultimately if it's not life or death then I should not be pumping tons of chemicals through my body either internally on its own accord through the fear or through consumption of, of outside vices that kind of throw me into that category too. So, long episode this time, but thank you. Appreciate you being here. Much love and good luck in whatever you're going through, too. <laughs>